I am Grace Plotz and I'm here to equip, empower, and encourage you to help you live your best life. Welcome to the podcast. You don't have to be afraid of the unknown anymore. And you don't have to feel like you have to keep avoiding big decisions and being afraid of if you're making the right or wrong one. And you can actually have confidence and peace for the things to come. Hi, I'm Grace Plotz, and I'm here to equip, empower, and encourage you to help you live your best life. And so I really want to encourage anybody listening who maybe has questions or concerns or anxiety about maybe the future. And I know particularly people around my age were like struggling. Um, I've I can't tell you how many people I've talked to just in the past month, my age, who are just like kind of not, I don't know about freaking out, but they're almost anxious about the things to come and excelling in school and maybe going to college and jobs and the age old question of what do you want to be when you grow up? I mean, like it's, it's a big deal for everybody and they're panicking. And so I just really want to encourage anybody listening, um, any, anybody watching um, that you can have confidence and peace and you're going to learn today how you can have both. So, and I know it sometimes, I know personally for me, it felt like, um, I felt just like something like I was wearing, like just major anxiety of just like I had to get everything done right now, right away, really quickly. Um, whatever that was, I don't even remember what that looked like or what that was supposed to be. But it, some people feel like it feels like like something hanging over their shoulders. And sometimes for me, it even felt like like a nag in the back of the head. But that's it doesn't have to be that way anymore for you. And here's how you can have confidence and peace and trying to find the right and perfect path for your life, even if that maybe sound, maybe that sounds impossible for you right now. But what you're about to hear will literally work for anything and everything else that you're having trouble with. I mean, for me, it's how I was healed of um, depression and fear, like major fear. But it's it's here's the thing: it's it's knowing that you're not alone in the process of life, that you don't have to be trusting in your own talent and your own ability all the time, 24 seven. And that really takes the stress off because if you approach that differently and you're thinking with a different mindset and you're living life differently, if you've renewed your mind to thinking differently in this way, you're going to have a whole lot less stress and a whole lot more peace and confidence. That's what you want, right? So to renew your mind basically just means to rebuild or to repair. Okay, and so if we renew it to God's word, that's like the, the that's like the biggest renewing course you could ever take. And Isaiah fifty five eleven says that God's word does what it was sent. Well, it will accomplish what it was sent to do from God's own mouth, from His own um, inspired words. And so if you can have confidence in that, then you're already on your way. But if you can just renew your mind to what God says about your own situation, no matter what it is, and there are a lot of things to know about the future and the things that we're scared to step into in the unknown is basically like, where do we go from here? I mean, we know what's behind us, but where do we go for the path in front of us, right? Like we're just confused, but you don't have to live in confusion anymore. And there is it there. And it's just like, it's so much easier to live life once you know that you're not in it alone. And it's kind of like when you think about this differently, it's kind of like, um, like instead of like you are what you eat, it's kind of like in reality, it's like you are what you consume, meaning that you are what you read. 
You are what you watch. You are what you listen to. And you especially are. You especially are what you say and what you think about. And that becomes what you believe. I mean, my mom has a story that um, I don't know how young she was, but she was pretty young. She There was always a commercial for dry eye. There was a celebrity. And she would just be thinking about all the time, like, what the heck is dry eye? And so the more she thought about it, however many years later, like maybe 30 years later, um, she got dry eye, but she's been healed of that. But the point is of the story is that the, what you think about grows, but it can be positive or negative, and that works, that works for a whole lot of other things. But if you're, if you're constantly thinking about the same old thing, that's what it's going to produce. So you are what you think about the most, but we're actually wired for that to work positively. So when you concentrate about what God's word actually says about you, the more you think about it, the more real it's going to be to you. And the more you believe it and the more you're going to actually receive it without a shadow of a doubt. And that's how you're going to find confidence and peace. And I don't know. Um, and if you don't know where to start, just read a little bit every day. I mean, the book of Psalms is where I find peace all the time. And it's a great way to start. And so wherever you see a verse, just um, underline it or write it in a little note card and put it where you'll see it every day to remind yourself, remind yourself of the promise. Because depression, this is what I find, depression is focusing on the problem. Whereas healing takes place when you're looking at the solution, the promise. And God's word is full of promises, and that's what fuels us to, and, and helps us to receive our healing. So the more we think about it, the more it grows inside of us and becomes a part of us to where we can receive that promise. And that's where a lot of people get stuck because they get um, here on Sunday morning like, oh, yeah, God's promises are awesome. Yes and amen. But when it comes to actually getting in your life, that's when people get stuck because they don't know how to get it. So that's, um, it's pretty much faith. Faith is how we get heaven on earth. And if you can have, and Jesus said, if you can have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can, you, you can move mountains. And so I don't know if you want to just move mountains into the sea, but if you want healing in your body, if you want restoration in your life, Faith is how you get that. It's constantly thinking about that. It's focusing on the problem, or excuse me, the promises instead of the problems. And if you're focusing on the problems, you're going to keep getting that the problems over and over and over again. But if you're thinking about the promises, that's what's going to be in you. That's what that's what's that's how you're going to be. That's going to be your filter through life. So if you put that promise. Like you can make it your wallpaper. You can take a screenshot of it and make it your wallpaper. Make it so where you see it often. And that's the truth that sets you free. That's where the chains fall and the peace settles in. And that's honestly what helped me. Um, and so I will, there's a link in the description right now of, of where you can find all these scriptures I'm going to go through. But I really want to go through these with you and help you understand. I mean, not, not just like, from my point of view, but I want to actually get them in you so that you can produce that faith to get that kind of, uh, I guess, production of what you're looking for in life. So, and it's also, and it's also like a, uh, I remember when I was going through fear, I had a screenshot of like emergency numbers and they were Bible verses. And I would, and I, that was like, that was like my the only thing that could distract me. I mean, I would consider distraction, but now it's like my healing. But that was the only thing that would take my mind off of that thing that I was completely just focusing on. It would just like it felt like it was eating me alive. Quite honestly, it's yeah, it was just awful. But the more I would just um, hear, and the more I would just 
listen to what the promises were. I could get my mind off of the same old cycle. That's what really set me free. Okay, so here are some awesome verses about the future. So, of course, there's Jeremiah 29, 11, which is the go-to verse for this, which is, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So God already has a future planned for you. He already has things written down for you. He already has a perfect plan for you. And so you don't have to worry about what your life is going to be like. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to worry about the future anymore. I mean, that's just one verse. I have a whole list of them that I'd like to go through with you real quick. Um, but the, just listen to these as we're going through, okay? So John 10.10 10 says that the thief, which the enemy, the devil, he, he only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So that, if, you, if, it's, if it's anything related to those three, you know it's of the devil, okay? But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So Jesus has already come, which Christmas just came, um, like a few days ago. So in that, and that was thousands of years ago when he, um, he was born. So we already have, we already have the promises in writing um, with that Bible on your bookshelf. So, but Jesus has already come so that we may have life and live life to the fullest. So whatever that looks like, looks like for you, where that means having healing in whatever area of your life, but you can have life to the full. Um, Proverbs 20, 24 says, a person's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand their own way? How can we try to figure it out by ourselves? I mean, if God's the only one who knows what we're really, really created for, I mean, we can, society can try to stick us in a little box telling us who we should be, what we should wear, how we should talk. But God has already designed in us a desire that you're going to love. He already knows your desires. He already knows what you love to do. And he's going to find a, he, no, he, he's not going to find, he already has. He's already found a plan, a perfect plan for you thousands of years ago. Okay, John 8, 12 says that um, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He will have the light of life. We will have the joy and the purpose in life. Psalms 37, 23 says that the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. When we look up other than ourselves and we're focusing on things other than ourselves and our problems, when we look to the one who created us and his promises, he will make our steps firm. He will, another version says he'll establish our steps. And so one thing that I really got lost in is I thought I had to do it all myself. I thought I had to figure everything out. And I'm like, I have to accomplish my destiny and all this stuff. And I was like completely freaking out over that. But it's actually supposed to be something that you're supposed to enjoy working on as you go through life. You're supposed to enjoy life. And so I forgot that it's me and God. It's not just me. It's not just you alone. It's you and God working out what you're supposed to do. And I, that just said, when I heard that, that, when I figured that out, when, that, when I heard that, it just completely changed. My perspective completely changed in how I approached opportunities and situations in every day. And then Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of Christ. That's how our faith gets built up when we're constantly, I mean, it doesn't have to be, I mean, I guess it can be compared. I've heard this before, but it works for this too. 
um, how strong do you want to be? If you want, if you work out daily, you're going to get stronger than as you if you just work out like once a week or once a month, right? So if you're constantly stretching those faith muscles, I guess this is the first time I'm hearing this come out of my mouth. But if if you're constantly stretching yourself in the area of faith, if you're constantly studying the promises, that's when your faith is going to be built up. Got it? So, and then Isaiah 55, 11, it says, so my word, um, uh, I'm trying to, I have this um, on my computer screen right now. So I'm trying, it says, my, so my word, which goes forth from my mouth, it will, will not return to me. And, and you can read this along. I have the show notes again in the description. So take a look at that when either when, right now or when you're finished listening to this. But it says, it will not return to me empty, it will not return to God empty without accomplishing what I desire. So it won't return to him and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent, it won't return to him without it accomplishing what it's been sent to do. So God's word has already been tested by thousands of others. I have seen people been personally be healed of just cancer and diseases and infirmities. And that's that's in their bodies. I, and I have personally been healed in my mind. I, I, I just love that. I, but, and, um, I'm just going to continue on with this. So in Isaiah 26, 3 says, the steadfast mind, the steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. When we trust in God and other than our own ability, that's when things become different. That's when we become peaceful. When I, when I'm always, um, when I become stressed out, it was when I start have to when I start thinking about everything I have to do. When I start having to think about everything I have to do in my own strength and my own ability. But when I can go out in peace, is when I know it's not just me, when it's me and Him, when it's me and my my heavenly Father. Got it? Psalms thirty seven four says, "Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." Oh, that just shows the heart of the Father right there. That shows that he cares about you. There's another verse in here. I, let me let me find it. It's a First Peter five seven says, "Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you." That shows a loving Father right there. And then um, Romans fifteen thirteen says, "May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit." See, He wants us to have joy and peace. He doesn't want us to sit and wail in our sorrows. Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's handiwork. He created us. We are his handiwork. He created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance to do for us. So he has a plan for us. I mean, of course, there's free will, which basically means that um, we don't have to walk in his plan. But I'd much rather walk in his plan where there's protection and provision and um there's like three P's that people use all the time walking in their plan that I really love. But it's basically when we're purpose, I think that's the third P. But when, when we're when we're walking in his path, we're gonna we're gonna fast track out of all the of extra problems, of ex, extra cracks and ditches in the road. We're gonna be able to accelerate faster than just going by ourselves. So when we're walking according to his will, things are gonna go a whole lot better. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I have to remind myself of that a lot. When we when we can't focus on what we know because our knowledge is false sometimes. I mean, I, I get so, I guess, I get angry at the 
at everything like health because some people will say I mean even like this some people will say wearing sunglasses will prevent this and some people will say I saw this the other day that some people will say that um wearing sunglasses is actually bad for you I'm just everything and I get so like irritated I'm like what is the truth but God knows the truth and he his understanding is so much greater than ours um there's a few more that that are so good and um you have to check these out and you have to put them on your wall if they speak if they just strike a chord within you. Second Peter one three says, seeing that his divine power has granted us to do everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. So he has already given us everything that we need for life and it's our choice whether we want to walk in that of course it's out he give he gave us free will he doesn't want mindless robots saying oh yes praise you no he he wants us out of our own hearts to say yes god you are awesome and he he has already called us i just i, I just saw this that he he um what was it? It was really good that he's already, oh yes, he has already accepted us before we accepted him. In all of our problems, and all of our misery, he has already accepted us. And Second Peter 1 through says, he was called us by his own glory and excellence. John 14, 27, there's a few more, stick with me. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid in any area of your life. And then um, there's, there's a few. Oh, this one's awesome, especially for the future. First Corinthians 2 9. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. We can't even fathom what he has planned for us. We can't even imagine the future he has for us. So who are we to be afraid of the future? I mean, sure, it's scary stepping into what we have no idea what we're stepping into. But at least we know if we're walking according to his plan, that it's good and perfect. And it's, not, it's so awesome that we can't even imagine it. Imagination is greater than anything you can ever learn in school. Anything you can ever learn. And then uh, uh, Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. He, if you're worried about the future, let him know. I mean, he already knows. But if you're like, God, I, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I don't know where I'm supposed to do. He's with you through everything. Matthew 6, 25 through 34, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about the future, guys. Don't worry about what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more than food? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look, it says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. He even feeds the birds, guys. Are you not much more valuable than they? And listen to this. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? So even by worrying about this, it doesn't help us in any way. So he tells us right there, don't stink and worry about anything, especially the future, because he's got us. So anytime fear or anxiety hits you like a cold slap of water in the face, remember those promises. Remember and be expectant of that. 
change the way you think, renew your mind, repair and rebuild your thinking. That's what that means. You don't have to stay in confusion. You don't have to stay lost. You can be hopeful of the future and be expectant of the things to come. And if you feel overwhelmed right now, no matter what, if you have too much to do, you can still find peace with what you're going to do. And you can feel refreshed and have a renewal inside of you. And just like a kid on Christmas, wanting to see what his family has under the tree for him in, in little packages, you can be excited. Like looking forward to life to see what your father has for you. And it's you and him. You're never alone. You're never abandoned. And I forgot that for a while. Um, I had thought I had to figure everything out, like I said earlier. You're never alone. He made you for a purpose, and he's going to help you complete it. Have confidence in that. Um, there's another one. I don't know. If, I don't think I mentioned this one. It says, <clears throat> and he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So he's going to help you complete every single thing you're called to do, every single thing you were made to do, that you don't have to settle for less. You don't have to settle for a mediocre lifestyle. Your life can be exciting and adventurous, and it's not made to be like everybody else. And I'll close with this real quick. You can live a different life. You can make a difference and you can leave a legacy. You can have a future which leaves a legacy more than just tin trophies and plastic congratulation ribbons or whatever. And you can leave a difference and you can make a difference that can outlast anything else you can possibly do. So I just really want to encourage anybody listening. And 2019 is around the corner. I don't know when you're listening. This could be later in the future. But no matter where or when you're listening, the future is bright. God promises, Jeremiah 29, 11, that's the key scripture for the future. He's got a good plan for you. So I hope you are encouraged with that. Don't be afraid, okay? We have to continually reestablish those promises within you. So take a look at those show notes, read them, write them down, look at them, and I will see you next week. And I thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe so you can be equipped, empowered, and encouraged throughout your week. You can also check us out at hometreats.org to hear our story and see where else you can find us on social media. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.